Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we check out a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode, we have Netflix 169th film from 2019. It's the rom-com Falling in Love, directed by Roger Kumble. It stars Christiana, Christiana, Mili, Mili, oh my God, whatever, Christiana Milian, Adam Demos, and Jeffrey Bauer Chapman. I am Jesse and I am here with MJ. How are you? Is it is it not just Christina? Yeah, I, I'm getting confused with Christiana Milan, the singer. Chris, is it Christina? No, Christina Milian, and that is, it is the same person. The singer, it's okay, the same person. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm, like <laughs> I'm playing jumbles. I'm, I'm like, yeah. Anyway, okay, good. It's the same person. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Christina. Christina Milian. Yeah, Christina yeah, Milian. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So it's the same person. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that either, but uh, amazing. Yeah, singer. That's what I want to hear. Oh. <laughs> well, it's, been, <laughs> it's the end of the year. We're getting close to um, heading into 2022. I'm cooked and I'm ready to talk about this film. So. At least you know that we don't sit here and really try and polish this conversation because we very easily could have just <laughs> pressed stop and started start again. again? <laughs> oh, <laughs> but this is, this is how we do it. We're a one take kind of thing. We want you to be part of the conversation like you're sitting on the couch with us. And I like went like I reckon if we listen back last week when I spoke about what we're talking about this week, I stuffed it up then too. So put oh, a lot okay. of pressure on that name for a week for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do our fast flicks where we start off and we do a quick summary of the film. What's your fast flicks for falling in love? Falling in love. A San Francisco-based career girl heads to New Zealand after winning an online competition to own an inn in the countryside. Excellent. Um, I just said it's after a horrendous day, Gabriella wins a property, which isn't all it seems, but leads to a bit of self-discovery. Oh, hello. I like that. It's very unlike you. Yeah, I used the character's name. That was, that was my... You did? You did. <laughs> and you didn't yeah. say like one, you know, like seven words about like a really general thing of what happened. So I'm impressed. <laughs> I like it. It's growth. I actually listened back to a few of our earlier episodes uh, earlier in the week just to be like, it's been a while. Let's have a listen. And uh, we have... My uh, fast flicks has changed quite a lot over a couple of years and uh, so is our conversation. So um, it's amazing how much growth we've shown. That's good. I should probably do the same. I'd be curious to hear it. I don't recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because we're so good now. We're so much better now. (laughs) What what were you able to find out about this one? Fill us in on some, uh, some anything about the making of this film. Yeah, look, nothing, nothing too special. Um, Basically, the first thing we find out about this film came in February 2019, and that was when it was announced that Netflix had greenlit the project for, for Falling in Love. Um, and they'd already had Christina Milian and Adam Damos on board, Roger Kumble as the director all on board. They filmed it in Thames in New Zealand, unsurprisingly. Um, well, I would have been so disappointed if it wasn't filmed in New Zealand <laughs> just because of the way the film was. And look, then it was, it was released... You know, from that announcement or from that that time, it was only released like six months later um, on Netflix, of course, August 29, 2019. So um, pretty straightforward. Netflix obviously just picking this up on, from the start, getting it done and, and putting it on our services. Yeah. As you mentioned, filmed in New Zealand, and I think it's the first Netflix original that was entirely shot in New Zealand. It's another another cool little thing. Uh, the only other thing, I've, the translations for this one were great. 
I haven't had so much fun oh, yeah. looking at the translations for a film in a while because across the world there are some great titles for this one. Um, and I'll probably put it out there now. If you haven't seen this film and you're interested in checking it out, uh, give us a pause, come back later because we'll probably spoil it. And some of these titles probably um, well, not that the, the title already doesn't spoil much <laughs> as it is, but um, this will probably, these will probably spoil some more. So translations across the world. So in the, there's a lot of the Spanish speaking world, Argentina, Brazil, Mexico, Spain, it's called Love is in the Works. So another play on the word sure. works. So didn't mind mm -hmm. that. Um, Hungry, not a big fan of this one. It was called Love First Time Hospitality. So it's pretty ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> Even worse was uh, French Canada, where it's called Reach the Altar. <laughs> oh, that's bad. <laughs> there was no... I didn't no watch that movie. No, I did not watch that movie either. Um, Italy, it was called Renovation with Love. That's not too bad. It's, uh, yeah, like it. It's in there. Um, in Japan, it was called The Premonition of Love. So again, just sticks okay. into that. But it had the subtitle called Hotel Renovation Struggle. <laughs> and... <laughs> So a couple more. Um, in Poland, it was called Love Under the One Roof. <laughs> okay. Yeah, not bad. Um, Norway, it was called Happiness is an Inn, as in the inn that they stay in. Um, okay. Yep. And then we had another one before about um, under construction, but uh, Greece, it was called Love Under Construction. The last one, Vietnam, it's called Building Love. So all use these oh, yeah. types of words, which aren't too bad. So a good range there. I kind of like the fact that the, uh, the English title, is is a pun don't get a lot of pun titles it doesn't the problem with puns particularly this one is you need to see it written to actually get the effect of it you know, you yeah. know what movie did you watch falling in love oh what a terrible title but yeah. no, no 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 falling in love but like like, like <laughs> <laughs> oh, good um I mean, what are, what's the what are the critics and the people online talking about this one what, what are their thoughts yeah, so it's got a, I would say, a middle-of-the-road kind of consensus. It's sitting at a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb off 18,000 ratings, which is not a bad number of ratings, to be perfectly honest. And I do remember when this film came out. I don't know why. Maybe it was – I think it might have been that period when Netflix was maybe releasing like one a week, so they weren't being like ridiculous like they're doing now, but they were sort of really promoting the films that they released, particularly on their own platform. But anyway, I do remember this one, 18,000 on IMDb is a good number. A little bit less love for it on Letterboxd, 2.3 out of 5. So they'd be a little bit disappointed with that number. 11,500 ratings there. Not really your Letterboxd kind of film either. So, I mean, it's not not terrible to be getting, you know, nearly 12,000 ratings for that as well. So, you know, that's kind of where it sits. Good. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's on 67% on 21 reviews. So that's actually fresh. And the audience had it on 34% on a bit over 250, which is uh, a little bit lower. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, what, what are your early thoughts on this one? What fills in? Well, my early thoughts, I feel like more than anything, this was like a postcard for New Zealand <laughs> or like yeah. a, a tourist attraction video. It was obviously, it was very beautiful. The, um, mm. the scenery and, and all the, all the locations and it made that whole sea change thing feel like the perfect antidote for our main character and you're kind of sitting there yelling at gabriella to stay in rural new zealand because you know look how beautiful it is and look how happy you are but you'd never do it yourself it's funny how movies can put you in that situation mm. to go it's the obvious choice stay where you are but i'd never do it um but the movie itself was fine i think i think i eventually got into it it started a bit slow and i was a bit like oh can i be bothered with this um but i kind of had no issue sitting through it yeah, I'm just saying this was pretty tame, uh, a little bit lame, 
fits the cookie cutter sort of uh, rom-com perfectly and I don't have too much else to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, well, did, what are this one's got a, a variety of, um, you know, townspeople sort of characters, but I guess there, there's two main characters we want to talk about. What, fill us in. Gabriella. I had to check, actually, because um, her name was Gabriella Montez or something. They called mm. her really early on, and I had to check that wasn't the same name as Vanessa Hudgens' character. One of them is Montez, one of them is Diaz. I can't remember which is which, but anyway, I thought they were really similar. Um, Gabriella, very strong, very, a little bit stubborn, very independent. Um, the perfect character that you'd want leading a rom-com in this situation. I, I kind of like the fact that she allowed herself to be slowly taken by love. It wasn't necessarily just like you have your meet cute where, oh, I don't like this guy, which is normal. And then all of a sudden the guy is perfect and she all of a sudden thinks he's perfect. It's like she slowly warms up to him, which I, which I appreciated. It felt a lot more realistic. Um, and when things went wrong in the relationship, it wasn't just a case of we've had this tiny little disagreement and it's all going to go belly up. She does try to right the wrongs. It's never, and, and never is it, there's nothing I hate worse than nothing I hate more in a rom-com is when something goes wrong. That's a really tiny little thing that they've had a, disagreement with and, and they're just both too stubborn to do anything about it and then they have to have this big thing where they come together but she kind of realizes very quickly when they have their disagreements and she kind of wants to make it right pretty quickly which which felt a little bit more realistic than maybe your normal rom-com so i think gabriella as a character really worked for this role yeah i completely agree i think the even the performance for this type of role you know fit in really well you, you gotta have these cliches and things that you're going to see with these characters, you know, wants to have dreams, wants to be independent, um, you know, but also wants to sh- have shared goals with the person that she wants to be in mm. love with. And, and obviously starts off with, um, you know, such a rough day. And you've got to have that, those issues that you start off with. You're losing your job, losing your boyfriend, all those sorts of things. And it all fits in really well with this type of film. And it, it's very hard to, you can't be too critical about it because it's the type of film mm. that you're coming into, um, realistically. Very true. Yeah, that's what it says in the box. Yeah. Jake, is Jake your next one? Is that a Jakey boy? <laughs> Jake is definitely my next one. Um, he's he's basically just Mr. Perfect, right? Because he's he's a good-looking guy. He's handy, like like really handy. He basically just like rebuilt a house. Um, he's a little bit worldly. He's he's been abroad. He's he's been to university overseas, all that kind of stuff. He's the the chief firefighter <laughs> in the town. He's obviously business savvy enough to think that he can potentially flip this in and make some money off the back of it. Like this guy is just, he's just so perfect, um, which, you know, I guess you do get in these kind of films. One thing that didn't work for me was the, uh, the dead girlfriend story. It just, it never really made sense yeah, exactly. because I, the only thing I could think of was that this is the only way we can understand how a guy like this is still single but we never really get a sense of him dealing with grief and, and struggling to allow himself to, to feel love again and that kind of stuff, which would have probably added a nice little layer to the character and to the film. It just kind of felt like, oh, yeah, this new American girl's coming in town and I'm into her. And he didn't take any convincing, but his whole backstory was that his love of his life died a few years ago. We have one scene where he talks about it and that's it. It just didn't didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I, I, Am I assuming that he was the one that put the the holiday place up to be one like it was his grandma's 
or not? I don't Am think I so. Wrong no, that? I think that that per, they really just like someone did it and they just let that one slide, and, slide. It, and it went away. Because <laughs> I, I, I reckon I would have liked that a lot more, like if oh, yeah. it had been passed down to him. And because he mentioned like something about his grandma at some stage, like he lived in the house with his grandma at this other place. And I was like, you could have made some big, drawn some better connections than yeah, just having him have this um this partner that he's he's grieving the loss for because yeah, as you mentioned, it's like barely touched on and mm. i think the whole idea of you know how perfect that he's a tradie and he likes to fix things that are broken you know not necessarily just houses and <laughs> the one thing that probably you know then you mentioned the fireman thing too that was just like completely not needed <laughs> it just added and i'll probably talk about it in scenes added nothing to him as a character because he's already super he's already like the best person in the world <laughs> i want to be mates with him I was almost waiting for like a scene where there's a cat in a tree and they just put this, the fire thing and he saves this cat from this for this old lady. It's like, oh, this, this guy couldn't be any better. Um, the one thing that did get with him, he was so Aussie. And this is a key. Uh, and I know it's probably not, I know it's probably not going to, and I'll probably, we'll probably talk about this a bit later on, but I know it's probably not going to annoy a lot of people outside Australia and New Zealand, but this guy was so Aussie. <laughs> he was playing a key where it was just ridiculous. Um, ridiculous. He was like leaning into it. I, I, yeah. That was my... The, I went onto IMDb to make sure that he was Australian. At one point, he said "g'day," and I, like, <laughs> I know we're not the only ones who say it, but I don't think that's a very common term in New Zealand. It was it was crazy, and but he went to yeah. he went to university in Australia for a couple of years, and that was it. Yeah, giddy. It's more like giddy instead of I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> are there any other of the the side characters that you wanted to talk about? I very quickly want to mention Charlotte, who. Uh, who owns the opposing in, so to speak, and she's kind of, in fact, all the new, a lot of the New Zealand, if we can, if we can call Jake an Australian character, I'm saying all the New Zealand characters are very cartoonish in a in a way, and it's kind of part of the charm, right? And she's kind of this cartoonish villain, in in a sense where, apart from texting from Gabriella's phone, which was a pretty bad thing to do, I'll be honest, she never really does anything too bad, and and whilst she's kind of rude and annoying pretty civil and even at the end it, it still comes down to the whole like yeah but we're all part of this town and we're all one and we don't want outsiders coming into the town and even like the villain of this story isn't that bad is probably the point that i'm trying to make i love the idea that she's, she's exactly like you said a cartoony sort of villain she's like one of those villains you've seen a, a disney film and yeah the, the idea and it's a like it's she's just a shitty villain she's not even a villain because <laughs> she's just like gives some bad looks tries to pay someone off um loves dolls that's like just yeah, yeah sure get in the doll and you know but at the same time and they don't do it very well but they try to give you a, or try to make you feel some empathy for her and the fact that you know her husband's off in the navy and she's lonely and she feels let down that you know she was this house or this inn was meant to be passed down to her as well mm. um it's just a yeah an interesting character that you need someone there to so it's not just sweet the whole way i guess well, that's it. I got halfway through, and I'm like, "There's got to be someone bad here." You know, is it going to be the ex-boyfriend Dean, who's you know just kind of not really, definitely not a villain type character? He comes in and you know makes it a little bit hard for them, but he's not that character. And and Charlotte's as close as you get. Otherwise, it's just this nice story about two people meeting and falling in love. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> Dean comes halfway across the world and just literally rocks up, and she's like, "You know, you're not for me." He's like, "Okay, cool," and he just walks off. <laughs> <laughs> you're going into my scenes <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> um all right should we move should we move into uh we'll talk about the director first um because this is this is this interested me quite a bit actually roger um cumble or cumble or 
Crumble? I don't know. Whatever. What? Fill us in. R- Richard. What, I, I was expecting. I didn't. I don't know the name. Roger Crumble mm. or Crumble, as he said. Yeah. I was expecting to see he'd done like you know three Hallmark movies or something like that. But no, he, he directed Cruel Intentions. Um, <laughs> he's done a lot of directing for Pretty Little Liars and Suits. But even you know decent size rom coms like Just Friends and The Sweetest Thing and yeah. like he's 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 been around. He, and like even currently, he's doing. He did like the sequel to those. I think they're Amazon originals, the After and After We Collided films oh, that collided, have been coming yeah, yeah. out. Um, he did that college road trip film by Disney, which was it. I think Raven was that Raven in that possibly. Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. Right. Um, did that Fairy Vengeance one with Brendan Fraser, the, the animal. Like I was just like, this guy's done a lot of movies that people know. Maybe he just wanted to go to New Zealand. Beautiful place. Might might have been a really nice shoot. Yeah, true. All right, well, let's get into some scenes. What are some ones that you enjoyed in this? I'll be frank. There's there's no real, like, big couple of scenes that really stand out. There's one scene that I mentioned that I liked, which was the scene, the first scene in the, in the hardware store. I just thought it summed up the town really nicely. It was kind of fun and cute. I loved it when, obviously, Jake tells her to cool her jets and then the, the other staff worker with the entrance room comes in and says, cool your jets. I thought that was really funny. I loved it when um, Norm Norm got his nickname. Like, <laughs> the guy's name is Norman. And uh, he was so happy to get his nickname, Norm. And I, I actually quite like Norm in general. But that whole scene just really probably, probably there's the best scene of capturing the vibe of the of the small town community, which is probably one of the best things of the film that, that was really comforting and refreshing and, and a real highlight for me. So, and the other thing that I liked, and would again, not really a scene is just, I kind of really warmed to all the Gilbert, the goat things. I thought they didn't overuse it, but they had fun with it. Every time that goat was there, you know, cheeky little goat um, just kind of worked for me. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I thought the goat was hilarious. The goat was uh, <laughs> fantastic. Like so good. Um, like, and it's one of those ones that you, it might be a hit or miss for people, but um, yeah. there are a few, few parts of that, and they didn't overplay it too much. Like, but yeah, they, they did. They did a few sort of like scare, funny bits, and then they they played the character out of the goat a little bit, so that was good. Um, the only other thing that I'll add into, I thought that the there was a scene where um, the two of them are sitting together on the beach, and uh, Jake just starts talking about it. Just like lists off all these references that are like Kiwi or Aussie sort of references, where he's like talked about like a Vegemite Sanger and. Alan P and chili bins and hokey pokey ice cream and uh, just having a Kiwi wife. These are all things that, um, <laughs> that uh, are common knowledge and things. I'm just like, I, I appreciate that. Also, isn't Vegemite like strictly Australian? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they have Marmite more over there. Um, so that's, that's an interesting <laughs> choice. Um, uh, God. All right. What are, what are some things that you didn't like in this? I've got some issues with... I guess the competition in general, when she arrived at the inn, um, you know, the idea that there were just keys in the letterbox, there was no real estate agent. Even if it is a bit of a scammy competition, there's still got to be a, a title signed over to you in some capacity. I've just got some legal concerns over the whole process. But I think my main concern over that entire scene process, whatever you want to call it, is the uh, how long was Gilbert the goat in the wardrobe? Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that looks pretty abandoned. It's a fair call. He's probably really hungry. Yeah, I've got some issues with that. So, um, yeah, there's that. And again, like, this is not the kind of thing that I want to be overly critical about. So, there's not too many scenes, but I we mentioned this before. I just thought that Dean took that breakup really well at the, 
end. Yeah. <laughs> he traveled all the way across the world. He'd obviously had broken up and, you know, what do they say? Distance makes the heart grow fonder. And so he's obviously realized how much he misses her, that he's jumped on a plane. It's literally halfway across the world. He gets there and then she's just kind of like, yeah, no, it's not working. He's like, yeah, yeah no worries. No, you guys, you'll be right. I'll uh, see you later on. And that was... <laughs> Completely understanding. I've just got to get on a plane for 14 hours by myself. Um, that's all good, bud. <laughs> yeah, I'll head back now and uh, we'll chat later. Yeah, so that was that was pretty strange. I've got a list of things that just were lame and annoyed me. So this will um, be fun. So the the workouts that um, Gabrielle was doing on the the VR cycle, like just oh yeah, ridiculously shit. Um, everything to do with her profession of eco recycling, green energy, solar panels, LED lights. It was just a stupid thing. Just so we're environmentally conscious film where we're all good so you know stick with us it's just like shut up um i didn't think of that as the film preaching that i just thought of they have to give her some kind of hobby type thing yeah. but yeah um the promo video um for <laughs> the, <laughs> the dream in woeful woeful yeah it was bad um the meat cute really pissed me off <laughs> Just the, oh, the yeah. suitcase wheeling into the car. It just was exactly like that Christmas movie we did like a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, Christmas narratives. Got off, the bus, got off the bus and the same thing happened. Um, that that annoyed me when she was sick and she was sneezing. She needs to learn how to sneeze. That was that, that were woeful sneezes. <laughs> <laughs> the the tiling scene, holding hands, lame. Um, <laughs> the, the the scene in the car when they're singing the hip 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 hop song. Oh yeah, rubbish. that was bad. Um. The falling and landing on him and nearly having a kiss oh, and go yeah. to interrupt it, rubbish. You had to have a scene, obviously, where Jake takes his shirt off. So we had that just to just to see his um, see his see his you know bare chest. The uh, <laughs> same we mentioned this before as well. Shelly sort of listening in um, on Gab talking. Sorry, Gab and Shelly talking and um, listening in and the text off her phone. Yeah, by Charlotte, that was just lame. Um, <laughs> The whole love letter letter thing, just, come on! Like, yeah, that was just, weird. It was really? weird. It was yeah, just like, yeah. Added that in for no reason. And um, the last one. This is just one line that we, the film almost finished off with. And Gabriella says, "I learned that the Kiwi way of life is about fixing up what's not working and treasuring what's worth saving." I don't know. That's that's the Kiwi model. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've never met a Kiwi that's that said to me, "Well, oh, this is what our way of life's all about. Is we want to fix things." <laughs> so their favorite good. tv show must be the block um they must i don't know what the hell's going on but that's absolute rubbish line from that a, is such a good call an ordinary finish um all right what are some themes or some ideas in this one uh you went hard at that that was good and they're all probably relevant um <laughs> look obviously a big theme which probably ties into the the kiwi way of life is um it, it it's the idea of doing doing what feels right and what you love as opposed to what you think you should do. And I actually think they do this quite nicely with the, the eco side of things, which she's obviously very passionate about. And she kind of channels that side of her to only be able to work in the corporate world. She, you know, she can bring this into the corporate world and she's going to feel really fulfilled by doing so. Whereas you kind of flip that dream and, and try and put it in a completely different context and you can still be just as fulfilled doing it for yourself in a sense. So I kind of like the way that they did that and how that works, not to mention the idea of 
I met a guy, I fell in love. Yes, I probably should go home to San Francisco, but maybe I should just see how this works. That still ties into that too. So I thought that theme actually worked pretty well. You kind of need uh, a personal driver in a rom-com to, to actually work as opposed to just two people falling in love. Um, I think one thing that they did exceptionally well is is that idea of community and they do that in a number of ways um but as a as an audience you're sitting there going oh man i'd love to live with all these guys i'd love i'd love to walk down to the cafe and be greeted by these two guys how you know how nice is this the the plant store and everyone's just a big community and that's great um but then the whole the you know this is a romance movie in a day and it's about allowing yourself to be swept up by love and, and not being stubborn fight through the hurdles and just just go with it be in the new zealand countryside and let it take over and uh yeah it does all those things really well yeah i can't really add too much to that um i yeah idea of people working together rebuilding trying to move on with life um that's all i'll add that i think you you did that very nicely um yeah what did you take away from this one well i think this is the perfect netflix movie i don't think this is doing any kind of a dent at the box office if it's being released theatrically, particularly in 2019 um, when it was, when it was released. So, you know, this is why Netflix is good that these sort of movies do get made. And there's obviously an audience for it and 18,000 people have rated on IMDb and that would mind the movie. So that's, that's a good thing for the industry in a sense. Um, I also think that this, as I said, is just like a postcard for New Zealand. And I wonder if I didn't check whether there was something tipped in by the, you know, New Zealand government or in terms of their travel, uh, you know, their travel partner or whatever like that to try and get people there because it, it paints a really nice picture and it was really fo- a real focus of the movie. Yeah, I think that I looked up where we mentioned before where it was filmed and I think like when they first meet, he makes a comment about, oh, you know, Wellington's down the road that way they're like i think where the place is it's like 40 minutes out of auckland wellington's a long way away from um, where they were <laughs> it's a funny sort of thing but um yeah like similar to what you said this is this is almost like a hallmark channel movie that uh low budget no one too huge in it and you know it's just a tame film that you want that pg rating on that can be accessible by anyone at any time of the day you're not going to put anything in there that's too raunchy like imagine all the the different like sexual innuendos you could make about like building and when they're mm. doing the plumbing and things like, like that, there's so many things that they could, mm. they could make a bit of a raunchy comedy, um, which they didn't. So it's, it's keeping to that nice, uh, nice family type of film. And there is just a different mindset you're in sometimes when you just want to watch something on the couch. You just want to, you literally just want to press play right now. You want to know that within two hours, your movie's finished. You didn't have to work too hard. And then, you know, Netflix is making a lot of those movies. Good. Uh, I reckon IMDB, I think we've maybe mentioned a little bit of this before, but fill us in on if you jumped on to check anyone out. Yeah, only to check if Adam Damos was was Australian because I've never heard of him. You, you obviously, I don't recognise him or if, I don't think I've seen him in anything, but he is Australian. I um, I jumped on for the same same guy for Adam Damos because I was like, oh, I've seen this guy before. Um, and obviously, you like my wife uh, watched that Netflix show called Sex Life on Netflix. And I reckon um, she had it on in the background one day and I was cooking or something and all I could hear was this horrendous Aussie accent. And um, I was like, what on earth are you watching? That guy has the most ochre rubbish accent. And um, I sat down with it for a couple of minutes. And anyway, I think if you haven't really um, heard of this guy's famous uh, shower scene in Sex Life, that you've probably been living oh. in a bit of a bubble the last 12 months because this went wild on social media the last uh, 12 Hello. months. So, 
Um, if you <laughs> just do a Google search and uh, type uh, type in sex life and the Aussie guy, and you'll you'll see. I'm what not going to dive in sex life and Google this. <laughs> <laughs> Aussie guy. Do it. Type in sex life and Aussie guy and see what comes up. Um, <laughs> so he's in, he's in he's in a famous shower scene. Isn't he? I, well, I was I was at the footy uh, with my sister and my dad earlier in the year when we were, there were a couple of games we could go to and. Um, you know, my sister's on her phone and she opens up a chat from a friend and I was like, what, what on earth is this? Everyone was screenshotting this this uh, this scene. So um, if anyone's seen it, they'll probably know what I'm talking about. So it's a Netflix show. So obviously, are, you, are we saying that this is a Netflix original TV show? So they must they must have been like, we like what Adam okay. Damos yep. is doing and we'll, uh, we'll get him into this one as well. Yep. I'm so um, curious about this scene. <laughs> Every, most of the questions uh, that, that you see online are, is that real or is that a prosthetic? Wow! <laughs> We've gone from a PG film to something that's not PG. So let's... um, yeah, let's, it's true. You've got any questions about this film that you wanted to ask? Yeah, I do, just... This ties back into what we are talking about, uh, Charlotte and her, and her dolls, but... Have you got any interest or is there any any appeal for you for those old school inns that they sort of have? I, there's there's very few places I'd rather stay less than that. Yeah, those those B and B sort of places, especially where you know it might be a little couple that um, owns it, and you know they're over the top, like you know, oh, you're comfortable? Do you need anything? It's like sometimes when you go away, you're just gonna be left alone. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I reckon the gener our generation and the generation coming up is gonna mark the end of those kind of establishments very good point anything else that was all i had <laughs> i got a couple i got a couple um so did charlotte manage to fix that in after the fire that was completely random i think she got the insurance money right yeah did she, just... she said she was going to use the insurance money to buy the bellbird off um gabriella yeah then obviously the fact that she didn't buy it off her means she probably just used it to hopefully restore it and then do yeah, it enough um... a bit better I reckon she just took the cash and um, went. <laughs> just cashed sure in. She's got a lot of lot tied into that property. A lot of yeah, true capital um, tied into it. Do you reckon that the Jake pulled that that guy out of the fire? Do you reckon he survived? I, I just really was worried uh, about that. Old guy Mr. Pat. Um, <laughs> I, I've got to assume he did because they were all pretty chipper by the end of that film. So yeah, I'm going to say yes. Yes, good. Do you think that um, Gabriella should be like more mindful of online scams? Do you think that um, putting all your personal details into a website that looks like that is a good idea? I think it's, it's a good learning. But, I mean, to be perfectly frank, even if it's run down, like that's still a huge win. Like, like the, the, the property alone, like the land itself is still worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, I don't know. I don't think she got overly scammed. She didn't do anything to do it. I can just imagine her like sitting there, you know, they're running this place together now and some she gets a message on her computer saying, you know, this Nigerian prince really needs your help. I think, you know, you're a generous person. Give us some money. Um, I don't know. It's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> last, last one. Do you reckon that the title gives too much away in this? Because you, like watching this film, you expect there is nothing other than the two of them falling in love. So is it, I know it's a clever title, but does it, does it give it yeah, too much Yeah, but I... When you're five minutes into any rom-com, do you ever have any issue yeah. with how it's going to end? So I, I guess they can, at least in this case, you you know what you really know what you're signing up for. But I mean, generally speaking, you know that the two main characters are going to get together. Yeah, fair point. All right, well, I think we're ready to wrap this one up. Uh, 
come up with a rating out of five. What are your final thoughts for this? Yeah, look, as we literally just spoke about then, I mean, plot-wise, it, it delivers on your expectations to a complete T. Um, but I think it probably works because of the, the charm and that community vibe and that becomes a huge part of the movie. It did for me anyway. Uh, I wouldn't rush to watch it again, but it was fine in the moment and I'm still going to give it two and a half stars. Um, yeah, I mean, some pretty lame cliches, some okay performances, some good Kiwi references, some lovely scenery. I'm giving this a two out of five. So yeah. 2.25. Not too yeah, bad. I think we've nailed that. I would have liked to have given it a 2.25 personally, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> good. We've met, we've worked it out perfectly. Uh, we, we have socials. We have Twitter. Ah, Twitter. Twitter. I'm very tired. <laughs> so tired. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but it was icy. I um, had a big basketball game last night. Didn't sleep much because I was so sore. So, um, I'm still alive. Anyway, we've got Twitter, we've got Facebook, <laughs> we have Instagram. Um, pop a question up there for the week. This was a line from the film. It was leap and the net will appear. What what was the net in this movie? Um, was it the inn? Was it Jake's arms? I don't know. What was what was the net in this film? Yeah, yeah. I think it's I, I think it's both in that both. sense. Like, I mean, if you put yourself in the situation, then the rest kind of just happens, and she just threw herself on the other side of the world and made a life for it. It's, it's got a lot of uh, yeah. got a lot of build it and they will come kind of feel to it. Yeah. Especially <laughs> you mentioned before that community. Imagine like being so welcome and being like, I, I could live here. Um, lots of lots of. I do there. like the idea of small town living. It, it yeah. certainly has an appeal to me. Good. Well, um, we will be. This is our last episode for 2021. If you're listening currently, so we'll be back for 2022. Uh, for our first episode of 2022, we've got a French comedy from 2019 called oh, Back to School. It's directed by Remy Four. It stars Julian Waugh. Uh, oh, sorry. It's directed two people. It's directed by Remy Four and Julian Waugh. It stars Jerome Neal, Ludoc Day, and Nicholas Berno. So that's what we've got for you for the next episode. Off the top of my head, we've done at least two French films. Yes, easily. Um, it's been a while, but um, yeah. yeah, give it a crack and see how we go. See if it makes us laugh. Yeah, oh, is it a comedy, is it? I, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Hopefully, hopefully a good one. But uh, other than that, this is uh, you know, it's been a pleasure as usual doing an episode. It's been a, another long year, um, but it's it's hmm. been a bit of fun keeping me sane every week chatting to you. It is nice. It is nice not having to think about what movie I want to watch at some at a certain point throughout the week. Um, hmm. Sometimes it's a regrettable choice, and sometimes it's a wonderful <laughs> surprise. I love the positivity. Um, <laughs> I will see you next time. See you then, mate.